Welcome to the Brody Sattva Podcast. I'm Enoch Daniel. Like a lot of men of a certain age, my good friend Sosh and I have felt a sense of dissatisfaction. We're settled and successful, but we also have our struggles and personal demons. For the past couple of years, we've been on a journey to become better men. By that, I mean better husbands, better fathers, better human beings, just better at this thing called life. And now we've decided to share that journey with you and invite you along for the ride. We'll be speaking with each other, as well as others with wisdom to share, and hopefully some of you. We're here to ask the important questions, such as, how can we be better men and still tell dick jokes? And what can a couple of bros learn about the path to enlightenment anyway? Let's find out and become better together. Get jacked on mindfulness, philosophy, mental health, and connection. Starting right now. (laughs) <laughs> i just had my uh i just had my first meeting with the uh, the, the podcast workshop so yeah. we did a it was just an intro meeting you know quite q a session talking about the course itself and what to expect and all that kind of stuff so the course actually starts dropping on monday so pretty psyched about it i think it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm gonna learn a lot well you're the backbone of this thing baby well i know that yeah yeah you're the you're, you're the nuts and bolts man i'm just i'm just a fucking talent dude okay I think that's very obvious. <laughs> you're the director, writer, producer. You're Paul, and I'm fucking John. Okay. <laughs> you know, Paul's not, not a damn thing wrong with being Paul. No, he was the best. He was the best Beatle. Okay. I mean, that's that'd be a good good one for us too, dude. Just get into the discussion of what all the different Beatles brought. You know. Nice. As, uh, you could probably, I think you could, you, you are like, while I love the Beatles, you are clearly much more of a Beatle file than I am. I think you could educate me on that. That'd be an interesting. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah. you can give me a little more Bob Dylan. There you go. You were the one who first made me start just taking that really, that, that look you're supposed to take in college. You know, you're supposed to like fall in love with it all over again that's that's when it you know yeah there's yeah, a common yeah. place for everything children it's called college and, <laughs> you know, i was like you know i'd heard bob dylan i love bob dylan it's good these are good songs blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. you're up there going man listen to this listen to this just <laughs> feel this feel this right here mama's on the best bed i'm like you're like yeah, yeah what the fuck's he saying right, dude <laughs> I'm getting it, man. I'm getting it. I get it now. Yeah. I can hear it. <laughs> so, man, wait, uh, briefly, let's talk about what are, what are we here for? What are, what, are, what are we hoping to accomplish? Today, we were going to accomplish. Um, I wanted to bring up gratitude and hmm. uh, how it's how it's an actual, actual choice. Hmm. Um in the face of what used to make us feel shame and regret, sadness, anger. And uh, there's three examples that have hit me in my life recently. And the last one, I finally kind of started using all this crap because my therapist will always sit there and say, I hate using that word. And I don't know why. And I don't know. Also, I want us to kind of, know what to say like that should i just say my buddy glenn 
who's like uh, my teacher, my rabbi, you know, Goo. or do I just go, yeah, my therapist or my counselor, but he's like all those things that I just mentioned. Yeah. So anyway, well, I, I think I I think that is good that that throws some context into it, you know, more than yeah. just he's my therapist because he's clearly more than just that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't go golfing. Grows some more context or bros some more context than that. Like grows, but bro, like we're doing play on words with bro. It's about branding, bro, right? Branding, branding right here. We're branding. Um, no, <laughs> but I, you know, I've never been golfing with my therapist. So like when I say my therapist, I'm just going to say my therapist, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you know what I mean and who I'm talking about. Right. And, and, you know, if, if you, Yes, I think it's important because I know who you're talking about when you mention your therapist, but yeah. I think for the audience, that's important for them to understand. Okay. That that's a, a little I, bit I like of a higher level there. relationship. Yeah. So, um, you know, mine, mine has gr grown into kind of a, uh, my guru, so to mm -hmm. speak. And uh, I've kind of introduced him in a lot more different aspects of my life. And it kind of fits back into his method of therapy. He's really, he's actually more of a, I don't know what this says about me. He's more into uh, kids, like adolescent teens. That's, that's, that's where he feels most comfortable huh. and feels like he does the most good. And he does a lot of- How did you get of, introduced to him then? Uh, I went, you know, when I was down and out and looking for people who specialized yeah. in addiction and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I looked up some names and McCracken just screamed out at me and there's- cool. Little dude, and I'm like, cool. He went yeah. that little. He's he's pretty ripped. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, he works out a lot. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh yeah, he took so, you working out, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you see a see a dude who's about four or five inches shorter than you sit there and you know about the same size as you, but suddenly squats like five times what you ever could. You're just like, what? What is that? What are, what are you? Are you like like the T11 or something? This is monstrous. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. And then his wife will sit there and do eh, in between about max what I can and max what he can, somewhere in between there. Yeah. And yeah. I'm telling you, she is a tiny little angry woman. Yeah. Who's so sweet and awesome. But anyway, that's if you weren't emasculated yeah. enough, that's always good. Yeah. yeah. There was always there was some when I was lifting weights a lot. There was always this high school girl who would come in and I'd I'd rip out my sets of squats and be feeling good about myself and this like. Yeah chicken legged high school girl would come walking in and just start throwing this weight around. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah. That's just, and that's that whole, like, <clears throat> and I'm walking out and a trainer's like, he gonna cry in the car. Yeah. He gonna cry in the car. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma grabbed me that chain. All right. So a lot of what Glenn has taught me, and especially about meditation and about this new way of kind of basically tricking your mind. He's like, you were fooling your mind forever thinking that, uh, you know, this rinse and repeat with alcohol, drugs, uh, mm -hmm. just the flesh, you know, just this constant trying to get out of here. Mm -hmm. He goes, you were tricking yourself. I mean, you woke up thinking, yeah, this is, this is, this is what I want to do today. Yeah. When you knew that you didn't, I mean, you knew that yourself knew that, mm -hmm. but you would let other things trick you. You would let your mind get convinced of something else. And just run away with it and let it control you. He goes, shit was smoking you. You weren't smoking it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're, I, I see what you're saying there. So he's like, so, you know, in here, I'm teaching you things that in here work really well. You get to where you're going. 
easy. The object is that you then practice those so that when the time comes and you're like hitting the face with this, you know, stressful situation that you can then use that to alleviate this or to deal with it. I don't mean get rid of it, you know, swim in the emotion, sure. And all that, but yeah, no, I mean, you, you make it taste different and it doesn't taste like bitter vinegar anymore. You know, it tastes like sweet wine, sweet mm -hmm. strawberry wine. Mm -hmm. It finally, in this instance, in this one instance, <laughs> it came true and it worked and it just was really felt great. And so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today was the, the, the ability to, uh, I don't want to say trick your mind, but just change the way you view the world yeah. permanently. And it takes some work and yeah. it doesn't always work, but it did right. this instance. And I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Yeah. So sort of like a reframing. Of, yeah. Um, yeah. I, th I think that's interesting. And I think meditation in particular is just so powerful for that. And I think the work that I've done over the past few years in mindfulness and just, uh, I, I, these are ancient traditions of mind training, essentially, you know, and I, I always go back to the idea of building space in your mind. And that's just such what a big part of it is to give you just a little bit of space to where it's not that immediate reactive and to see what's going on and be able to shift it just a little bit. And I think that's, you know, or right. you, you want to so call that, it trick, tricking mind tricks or whatever. I mind tricks, the little Jedi mind tricks. But yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's building that space so that it allows you to, your uh, um, true self, your, you know, because Amanda and I get into my arguments because she likes to, you know, she's read some of my stuff that I've written and, and some of my views. And, and she's like, I don't think you're, I don't think you're saying it right. I think it, the way you're, you're, you're saying it, makes it so that you're not responsible because you'll sit there and say, you know, my mind did this. My mind's tricking me, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but my true self isn't. She goes, your mind is yourself. And I'm like, no, not, not she really. goes, well, you're not explaining it very well. And I'm like, no, that's, that's probably, and yeah. I'm yeah. very, I'm very bad about rushing through things and, you know, assuming that somebody is understanding a word the exact way that I that's am. A, that's an interesting take from her standpoint too. And also she may be just a little too close to it. And in somebody that you were Definitely. that intimately tied in with and somebody that you've hurt in the past, you know, she is a part of her that wants to make sure you're not ducking out from your responsibility or your punishment or whatever. Like she wants to make right. sure. Yeah. No, no, that was you motherfucker. She's yeah. got some skin in that game that maybe doesn't let her see the... <laughs> See it with some distance. <laughs> no, yeah, I was, was there. That was yeah, you. <laughs> that was there. That was you draining that bank account. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't your mind. <laughs> <laughs> your mind didn't make the goddamn rent bounce. <laughs> so when I say that, I I'm kind of getting back to what you were saying right there. Is that when you're meditating, you're you know definitely your mind is all it's this crazy insane thing but it's also just another organ you know it's just your hand your tongue your digestive system mm -hmm. it's all tied together and it's different mm -hmm. but also very very much the same as then you know like especially if we're dealing with the ego and the we've been brought up in a certain you know culturally one way but not only that dude you got genetic code you know for 
I don't know, 100,000, millions of years, whatever, that has constantly been reinforced with dying <laughs> and or surviving to reproduce. Mm-hmm. Well, in, so mm, ego is there to make it so that you survive. But mm-hmm. in this world, what it'll do is it'll sit there and it'll trick you. It'll sit there and go, hey, man, you're the greatest. And at the same time, hey, you're the worst piece of shit ever. If you mm-hmm. don't get any better, if you got to keep doing this, that's not good enough. Keep going. You're everybody should love you. It's everybody else that's trying to get you. Also, you're not even, you know, all these things. It just keeps. Yeah. yeah. Doing or stuff. or, you know, hey, hey, we're in control here. You know, we, yeah. we've got this. We've got all of this. You just need to level out this mood a little bit. You need mm-hmm. just if you can get the right titration. You're going to be just fine. You can keep this right going. titration. You can exactly. keep this going forever. And, right. and I, I, that's, I mean, it's one of the things when you get into a, a real practice and not to derail your story, I think we'll get back Mm-mm. to your specific incident in a minute, but I think that's one of the really powerful things when you get into a good mindfulness practice is you start to see that this thing that you think of as you is almost, it's this cloud of noise that never fucking shuts up. Yeah. And and you could step back from that and you're not even paying attention to it. And you can realize it's still going and you don't have to engage with it. Right. And, and that's, that's not you, you know, that, that constant chatter in your head, that guy could be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> can really, yeah. really lead you astray, particularly if you spent, you know, a couple of decades building the wrong neural pathways, the wrong right. reward systems, then yeah, you've got really some fucked up wiring and that shit will just keep firing and and lead you down the wrong pathway easily. Right. Especially because, you know, it's like you said, it gives you a little space so that you can kind of disengage from it. And then that's what I was trying to argue with Amanda is that's what I'm saying is my true self is that when I've calmed down, when I've meditated, I'm not going for pleasure. I'm not going, trying to get away from pain. I'm not necessarily seeking joy Mm -hmm. but there is definitely a contentness Mm -hmm. or uh and to me that's that's why i feel like joy is a little different than pleasure you know Mm -hmm. that there is definitely this um reward for being how i truly feel as though i should be my true self feels what i should be and what i should think and what i should do and I feel like you can get that, like you said, by doing these, these practices and man, it just takes so much work. And then it's you turn around and you feel as though, God, I've, I haven't done the work at all. Oh shit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, not, I haven't even realized, man, you know, I let this room get messy again. You know, yeah. it's just weird how it's, it, it is a constant struggle. It'll sneak up on you. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it, it's also, you know what, it, it's, it's neat too, because the work it's i don't know if it's kind of like somebody who's like lifted weights a bunch you know their whole life and then they get fat or whatever that mm-hmm. stuff's still there they get to it quicker and easier than somebody who never has it's absolutely so work, true yeah once you yeah. build those neural pathways even if they you they're disused they're there and you can fire them back up it, it takes right. it again it takes work but it takes less work than it did the first time exactly and so it's like it, it's that's <clears throat> that and that, so i'm grateful uh, i've got a lot of gratitude that you know, the work that I have done allows me to get back on track a lot easier. It allows me to um, not double down and uh, just go, 
just end up in Mexico and not knowing where I am, you know? I'm glad of that too. By the way, folks, it's always a possibility. Okay. You, you just never know. I mean, he could, never be, know, man. he could you be joking about having amnesia and being in Mexico, or it may actually be the truth. You, you, it's, you know, sometimes you got to check with his wife just to be sure. <laughs> because he's a good friend. <laughs> I want to get to this. Story yeah, go on. Let's hear your story. So the other day, um, backstory, I've, I've had, I've built a deck or on the front of my house. And so mm-hmm. I went and got some of those outdoor Edison lights and I'm strung them like in a little back and what's, forth. What's an, and ed- forth. what's an Edison light? I'm sorry. Outdoor lighting, like okay. string lights, but the okay, Edison yeah. bulbs. Okay. Look, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, yeah, I, I, see like what those old, I remember the old, old kind of tiny bulbs. Yeah. 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 I'm probably about, you know, probably about ball sack size. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe yours. <laughs> no, 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 not mine. <laughs> maybe yours. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so I had this project and I wanted to do it so that it was kind of a more of a mobile thing that I could change around in case we threw a party or blah, blah, blah. Short story on that is ended up, no, that's not the case. I've put so much work into this. They ain't moving. This is a permanent installation. Now. Fair enough. But one of the things I did was went and got a giant uh, four by four. Then I was putting some concrete in a pot, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I went to Home Depot and got all this stuff, threw it on the back of a trailer. And my car has my, you know, my SUV's got a, a trailer hitch. Mm-hmm. So I took it over there and little backstory here. I was an electrician for a long time. Um, as far as a normal dude, you know, who doesn't work with a trailer every day, mm-hmm. I'm a badass when it comes to trailers. I am mm-hmm. a trailer expert. I, I'm really good at it. I got big respect for that. I trailer scare the shit out of me. I'm like, I'm and terrible did- with a trailer. I'm not, I'm and- no good. And, and see, it, it was the same way until like I was the electrician. My cousin like, let me try to back his boat down the boat ramp once. And he stopped me halfway down and said, just get in the boat. You're going to start it up when get it gets in the, the water. boat. You useless. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was exactly there until I spent those 10 plus years as an electrician where they were just like, hey, man, you know, you're going to learn and you're going to spend here all day doing it every day. You know, and yep. there's some things that I've. I've I brought away from that. They were really neat. Yeah, and sure. Forearm muscle. I mean, I still screw drive like a badass. I, anyway, I, I, so you I'm, always I'm really had that muscle. <laughs> your I'm right really, wrist is the strongest muscle in your body. The strongest muscle. <laughs> I cannot be broken. But I'm very, I'm very, I don't proud. I'm very proud of my ability with yeah. with a trailer. And so, you should be. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. So I made a really, really terrible error in judgment. Uh-oh. A rookie mistake when it came to a trailer. I put that four by four so that it went to the back of the trailer and it poked out. So if here's the front of the trailer, like that mm-hmm. right there, mm-hmm. it poked out a little bit. Okay. Which is, you know, my car's right here. So it poked out. It's not hitting the car. Mm-hmm. All right. Is it, it in the middle? Is it in the, oh, it's on the side. Yeah. So now... When you turn, trailer yeah. doesn't turn. Yeah. Takes it a minute. So that thing is pressing up against my back of my really nice SUV. Yeah. And I heard something on the way. The funny thing was I only took like three right turns the entire way home. So sure. it was only on the third one when it's in my driveway. Like, I start huh. hearing sounds to be crunching glass. Oh. And it finally occurs to me what the sound is and oh. what the error was. Yeah. And as soon as it did, I was like, oh, no, no, that's a, 
that's a couple thousand dollars. Easy, oh, man. Crap. I'm fucked. Yeah. And I mean, I just felt the wind knocked out of me. I felt so sad, so desperate. I would have sold my soul to the devil or one of my children if I could have just gone back in time to correct that mistake. Yeah. And, and it and not have to me. deal with it. Yeah. Right. Deal with the shame, the regret, the, ah, oh, it was just all these horrific emotions. Two other times, well, not lots of other times, but two other times popped in my mind for this as well. Once when I was a electrician, uh-huh. I, um, I was gripping with my pliers a piece of metal trying to bend it like this. And uh-huh. I got my face right here. For, the, for those of you listening at home, he keeps showing me with his hands the things that he's doing. And so, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> so I reached up with my lineman's pliers to straighten out a piece of metal and I got my face just right up in it. Mm-hmm. It flipped, flung back, and busted my front right tooth just completely. Oh, oh those are, I mean, that's a heavy pair of pliers. Yeah, yeah, they're big. They're big. You gotta look up yeah, lineman pliers. They're the best. Jerry, they're the best. Oh, they're, they're, they're fantastic. I love that. It's my favorite awesome. tool we have in our garage. Yes. <laughs> I can I try and do everything with them. They hammer, cutters. That's that is electrons. That's electricians just his second yeah. penis. My dad, my dad's an electrician. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I know he is. That's why I, I know, love but him. They don't they don't know at home. They don't know. Him. Let them know. I'm actually probably a better son to him than you are. That's not true, but I, I could be. I, maybe? I could be, if you <laughs> let me. Anyway. <laughs> he, keeps showing, he keeps showing up at Thanksgiving, folks. It's really sad. <laughs> hey, Dad. It's getting weird. So, but I remember it's that exact same feeling of, oh, my God, what have I done? How stupid am I? This horrible thing. I had to go to the dentist, get all this work done yeah. on it. It was, I just felt so like I had let myself down like i'd let the whole world down i'll put put all this crap in there and never really let that go the same thing (laughs) when i did something with a little uh box knife i cut something the wrong way and went up cut my hand wide ass open and had to have stitches it resulted in two surgeries because turns out i've got dupatrins and uh, it didn't heal right so i had to have two hand surgeries because of that mistake again the instant it happened just this horrific shame, horrible feelings of regret. Just want to go back in time. That's all I could think about. Hmm. This time was different though. And this time was different when I did this, not just the fact that it didn't cause me bodily harm, but when I was going to bed that night, I changed. I changed what I was thinking, how I felt about it. And I literally went from all that shame rage, anger, just disappointment to this wonderful washing feeling of gratitude. And what it was is I was just so grateful for the lesson learned because I know now, and I thought I knew it before, but Mm -hmm. I know it now. I will never make that mistake again. Oh yeah. On all three of those examples, I have never made that mistake again and on all three of those examples i had been taught i knew for a fact what to do right i did it the right way most of the time mm-hmm. but i did not have the actual just inherent knowledge that i w- would do it for sure 100 percent time every time mm-hmm. and now i do 
And it didn't cost me a limb. It didn't cost me my life. It didn't cost me a relationship. Yeah. You know, each time it cost a little pain or um, some money. Always cost money. Yeah. But it was so worth it. Looking back on it, I'm so grateful I did that because now I never have to do that again. And that kind of led me back to choices that I made, like getting walked in on, you know, and, and at the worst point in my life. And I remember Glenn saying, well, isn't that awesome? Hmm. You never, ever have to feel that again. <laughs> and I, I just, that's the first time that somebody had said it like that. And it blew me away then. And then I took it and I put it into real life. And that's why I wanted to talk about gratitude today was because life does that. We do that to ourselves. But the important part is to take that, get that space so that you can then, you know. Sorry, go back. Life does, life does what? Life does what? Life kicks you in the teeth with a pair of Lyman's pliers. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you make mistakes. We all make what we would consider mistakes. Absolutely. And instead of just letting yourself go down this whole thing of, of regret, shame, uh, despair and all that, which I'm not saying again, even the last time it it wasn't right then, Mm -hmm. but that time before I went to bed that night, I had achieved what I think is the proper response what i think is a healthy response Hmm. i think that's what you should do is you look at that and that's not saying man it wasn't my fault that's not saying uh that was stupid or that wasn't stupid that wasn't it wasn't giving any judgment at all it's just literally the truth and that i will never do that again and i know that Mm -hmm. and that's such a wonderful feeling to bring away from such a horrible mistake yeah. Yeah. Then that's that's what like mistakes are supposed to be the teachers in this life, aren't they? Exactly. And we make them and we've just kind of gotten to this thing of piling on or being scared that somebody else is going to tease or not let it go or whatever. And that's them. That is all them. That's not for you. For you it's just to realize it was a mistake and you've learned from it. And when you're in this better place, your, uh, your new self self-worth, your, your new, um, self-esteem. Yeah. And it just, it makes it so easy just to drop the baggage and learn think, from something. Do you think then, that's, you know, that's the, do you think that's the difference maker, man? You know, that, that, that self-esteem, that self-love, Yes. I feel like that's, that's what allows you to put the space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that, you know, when we're doing all this, pr- doing the work and surrounding ourselves with people that reinforce the, the correct neural pathways that we want to take. Yeah. I think that's what allows you then to look at the same situation. And instead of just beating yourself up or worried about what other people are thinking, you literally see it for what it is and a mistake that, man, you got to learn from, you lived through that and yeah, you never have to feel that way again. And so yeah. it's just, re- it was, re- it was really cool. So. Well, I, I, can I back you up just a little bit and ask a couple of questions? Yeah. So I'm curious when you, when you pulled into your driveway and you realized that this, this four by four is smashing the shit out of the back of your SUV 
and you and you had that like just that wave that crashing wave of emotion and and shame and regret and 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 probably anger and and all of that mm-hmm. what'd you what'd you do with that like how, how did you because i i know what i would have used to have done and i expect i know what you probably would have used to have done but what did you do to be able to did you what did you do with those feelings well immediately <laughs> got out and looked at the damage mm-hmm. and in the past i think what i would have done is not dealt with it try to escape it mm-hmm. you know just sit there get mad because mad was the right thing i should be mad at myself i should just mm-hmm. sit here and beat myself up mad and feels good too mad feels yeah. a hell of a lot better than sad and ashamed right and but beat on something and, you know and then then that would have do that i wouldn't have dealt with it that would have sat there and festered i would have taken that on people out around me anytime anybody would have brought it up man it would have torn that scab right off and i would have just gotten some more anger you mm-hmm. know instead i let this I, I sat in that sadness i sat in that shame for a bit mm-hmm. and just shook my head shook my head and it just, i don't even know if i consciously or if it was the unconscious, you know, result of doing the work in the past, seeing what, how you should be dealing with this, you know, the meditation, the, 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 the talking with Glenn, the talking with you, bringing all this stuff up, the reading, whatever. But because I don't really remember doing anything, you no, know, like I didn't, yeah. I didn't sit down and start meditating. I didn't, sure. I didn't do a breathing exercise. I didn't, sure. you know, I didn't do anything different except that I didn't double down on the anger. Mm-hmm. I didn't chase that or feed that wolf or whatever. I think I probably just sat there in the, in the sadness and the shame for a little bit longer yeah. and just kind of felt that. And, and how did uh, that, how did that feel? It felt, it didn't feel terrible. It didn't, it, it, it didn't, it just felt like that's where I should be. It yeah. just felt, <clears throat> um, Whatever is there is what's supposed to be there, huh? Yeah, and it and it was sad, you know, and it really did. You just kind of just sat there in that moment, and you're just going, "Oh, damn." Yeah. But yeah, just sat there and didn't chase it away with alcohol or, or anything, or 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 didn't double down on the anger to to really try and you know build mm-hmm. up a, a guard against it. Just kind of yeah. sat in it for a while, and I think maybe that's uh, I think I get what you're getting at, and I think that's probably why I was able to you know, then before I went to bed that night, yeah, have this like aha moment. Cause it's not like that. Those feelings are just going to go away when you sit with them. No. They're just going to sit there and fester with you a little bit, mm-hmm. but eventually in my, albeit limited experience with being, you know, mindful and trying to be a Brody Sattva is it's just like anything else. The clouds will move on. Right. What do you think it was that allowed you that night as you're laying in bed to, uh, to reframe it like you did Was what would you, was there a process there or no, I, well, I mean, I think I, I really do believe that it, it was just not, not building up walls so that I, you know, my, I'm, my true self is sitting in that moment mm-hmm. as I should and not, you know, lashing out at my wife and my kids so that, they're not doubling down on the stress back, you know, mm-hmm. rebounding that negative energy back to me. Mm-hmm. So Amanda, you know, cause Amanda was like, Oh no. <laughs> well, was it in your company car? I was like, no, 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 no. It was, a, it was my car. And she goes, when you mean my car, do you mean 
my car or your car? And I was like, no, no, <laughs> my car. She goes, well, that's really lucky. Uh, all the three <laughs> could have been a lot up. worse. Is, uh, <laughs> you did well. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so I was like, doing the work, man, building the equity of, of, of leading a good life and taking care of the people around you that, you know, then you do something like that and they're not lashing back at you. You're not giving them negative energy. They're not throwing it back at you. Mm -hmm. That just kind of allowed it to heal. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in healing, man, I really got into the, the feeling, you know, the, the pleasure or the joy of the healing of mm -hmm. the realizing that, man, I'm, I'll never feel this again because I'm never making that mistake again. Every time I ever look at a trailer, I'm like, yeah, you don't load it past this point because of the pivot point. Yeah. yeah I remember that. Now. <laughs> that shit's real. That's, <laughs> that's not just in a book. That's, no, that's real. A book. <laughs> that's, I mean, I think that's great. I'm really, I'm it's, it's, I mean, that's the work, right? You know, it's right. and it's those little moments and little victories that just kind of make it worth it. If, if you stop and look at it, I mean, and you, you did you did what you had to do. You 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 didn't run away from it. Mm -hmm. You didn't try to block it out. You didn't lash out. You you wrote it out and then we're able to come to some peace with it because the way yeah. out is through, you know, it's yeah, just right. Exactly. And, you know, and, but that's it's true. It's true. Yeah, that is very true. And my wife thinks I'm just kind of, you know, yeah, okay, now go fix the car, dumbass. <laughs> well, they keep I'm like, on. you married this, okay? This is, yeah, th yeah. that part of me is the same. Yeah, right. baby, baby, you bought this shit. Yeah, yeah. This is Pottery Where Barn. Buy it? This is Pottery Barn. You can't take that shit back. <laughs> So I, I had another question and it's a little, and I, I, I love that story. I think it was great. And awesome. I, I think it was a really nice victory moment for you. And I'm happy for you. I had another question just about the yeah. stories that you told me. There was three of them and, you know, two mm -hmm. of them involved severe bodily harm. Right. And, and the third was the, uh, the broken, the, the broken car. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought it was interesting that when you started talking about the guilt and the shame, what really came through was this is going to cost me a lot of fucking money. And yeah. all three of those stories. And that was like, even though like you busted your teeth, you cut your hand open and all this stuff. And it wasn't like, oh God, I fucked myself up. It was like, oh God damn it. This is like multiple surgeries and a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I'm, I, my wife's going to be so fucking pissed at me. I'm going to get teased so much by so many people. Yeah. So hey, what do you think the, the, where do you think the trigger was? Do you think money was a real trigger there? Or do you think I'm overreading it? Uh, I think so. Now on the car, for sure. Yeah. The, the money thing didn't uh, drop out those first two times because the first two times, um, especially with the tooth, dude, yeah. let me tell you, that was, I, I literally said, Oh no, not the money maker. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I love these teeth. They're I'm so, so pretty. I'm, I'm so, so pretty. pretty. I'm so fed up. <laughs> Oh man. You know, you're way too pretty I am, to go to prison. I uh, never ever <laughs> I'm not built for prison. And it's and that's so probably you're that's probably true. I was probably reading maybe uh maybe reading into it something that wasn't necessarily there. I'm sure it was there, but not as prominent a component of it as I was I was trying to make it. Right, right. And On probably because it it just reminded me of another story of a friend of mine. 
yeah. who uh, he got into a, a big that he and his wife, they're both physicians and they uh, they have a nanny that they were paying. And she essentially told them that, you know, she they, she didn't want to be paid overtime. She wanted to like meet in the middle with a certain price. And that would just always be her hourly rate. And they say, you know what? That works for us. We'll, we'll just do that. And then it didn't work out with her. And they had to let her go after like three to six months. And then they got a call from the federal government for um, for payroll deduction for they were, did their payroll wrong because she right. reported them to the, to the Bureau of uh, Labor, the, the Department yeah. of Labor. And she made that deal with and them. And they, they ended up and they went to their lawyer and their lawyer's like, uh, yeah, the Department of Labor is involved. You need to cut this lady a check for $25,000 and be thankful. That's all you got. And he said, and you know, that really sucked, but I just thought of it as uh, it's tuition in the school of life. Yeah. <laughs> And it was the same way. He's like, I won't make that mistake again. Right. <laughs> I, I had to pay my tuition, but I learned my lesson. The school of hard knocks, school of life. That's exactly it. <laughs> I like that. I like that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's a cool guy. I, I've, got a, I've got a story, not exactly the same, but sort of on a similar vein, if you're interested in hearing it. Um, sure. I think, uh-huh. I, could, I think I could be convinced. Got, to- got nowhere else to be right now. So on Monday, okay. I was in the office. And uh, I was trying to deal with it was she was a, she was an older lady who had a real problem and we're trying to deal with it. Um, and she was very agitated. And she was very nervous, but I managed to you know get her in a good place. We developed a plan. I bent over backwards to make sure the plan worked for her and we were getting her set up and she she was leaving comfortable with where we were going and in a good place. Her son, on the other hand, who she's, you know, in her 80s, so he's around 70 was just hostile from the word go like from the from the time he walked in my office he was hostile to our to the office staff he was hostile to me he was staring daggers at me the whole time he lectured me and 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 as, as insinuated that i uh, i had a bad attitude and uh, and it was it was difficult meanwhile i'm actively talking and trying to connect to his mother and take care of her as he's berating me <laughs> Um, and clearly just saw himself in a superior position to me and that, that he was just going to abuse me the whole time he was there. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, we get a plan, we're walking him, I'm walking him out the door and I, it, it, I felt like I had to say something to this guy if I was going to be able to take care of her and work with them. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I said, you know, sir, I understand, you know, that you're, you know, agitated and nervous, but if you want a really good attitude from all of us here, you really need to come to us with a better attitude to which he looked at me with complete disdain and disgust in his eyes. And then went into another lecture about how I didn't understand how people in his position might not be their best selves and essentially implied that I should be, it's part of my job to take whatever abuse he feels like hurling on me. Right. And then ended the conversation with, and I guarantee your daddy didn't give you spankings when you, like he should have when you needed him when you were a little boy. And, and gave me this look that very clearly implied he'd like to take me over his knee right then and spank me. To which I did not lose my temper and I didn't Good. yell at him. But I said, you know, I, I said it, that it was very much a trigger for me. I mean, I, I, I grew up right. in a household that believed in corporal punishment. I yeah. you know, grew up in a house where I was scared a lot. Um, yeah. And so that, that, that it, it pissed me off. It flew all over me. And I just said, sir, you don't know anything about me. 
And I walked away and went back to my office and I took a few deep breaths. I was kind of shaken. And I thought, you know, fuck this. I don't have to help these people. <laughs> so I walked back out and told the office staff they need to let them know they need to take their business elsewhere. Wow. At which point he wanted to apologize to me, but the well was poisoned at that point. And there was no yeah. way I was going to be able to go forward and work with this guy. Yeah. So they ended up leaving, caused him extinct, told everybody in the office that I was a giant prick and, and went about their way. And an hour later, I was still just enraged. I was still just yeah. like shaking with anger. And I, I, on my way home, like my, I'm gripping the steering wheel, white knuckled, just so fucking angry. And I just thought, you know, God, I would love a big, tall glass of whiskey right now. Mm -hmm. And it's a problem because I am alcohol free right now. <laughs> and I haven't had a drink in like three weeks because I finally taking my doctor's advice and not pouring more fuel onto my depression fire. Right. And so actively, and this wasn't even a, this wasn't even like an unconscious thing. I'm not, I am, I am not anywhere on my journey where I can do these things automatically. I, <laughs> I made a choice that took, I am going to sit with this. I'm going to, I don't like this feeling. I fucking hate it, but I, and no matter how comfortable it is, I'm going to sit with it. And that's what I did. And, you know, it didn't kill me. <laughs> and it was not good i did i was not happy i did not enjoy it one fucking bit but it didn't kill me and eventually that cloud wafted away you know and yeah. a few hours later i was you know talking to my wife and we were you know she was commiserating with me and i you know i and i went to bed that night feeling okay and you know i woke up the next morning and i just had this like i woke up with with love and forgiveness in my heart i woke up the next morning just thinking like god i hope i hope they get somebody to help take care of them i feel mm -hmm. you know i feel bad for those people yeah don't want to work with them i was about to say <laughs> did you <laughs> not gonna not gonna fucking call them back yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. i hope they i hope they figure out what they need and i that was a it was a good moment for me and i felt i i felt again it was like yeah some of this work is paying off it's paying off and you just you woke up feeling good joy and all that. and maybe that's so maybe that's what it's like if you let yeah. yourself sit and work your way through it that there is a you know there's sunshine on the other side of those clouds right I mean, it's probably the same thing as after you you know go do a little five mile run or something and you know you, you feel that i mean it's pain the whole time and i like running i it i hate it it yeah. tears at me while i'm doing it yeah. and there's no that whole runner's high thing i can never get there can yeah, never, never get, get there. the mindset never get there Ugh. but man, I sure do love it afterwards, man. Don't I walk around good? like I got the biggest dick you've ever seen. <laughs> so pretty. That, Everything perfect. That, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just some there's some that 25, really... that 25 minute three miles of breaking records, baby. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's there is something that you know you do the work and you get to carry around the, the contentment, the contentness. The, the well, and I, you know, I really, I thought a lot about it, you know, and I was, I was kind of going back in my head and, and thinking about my reflex. My reflex was like, God, I would just love to like slam a couple of whiskeys right now mm -hmm. and just make this feeling go the fuck go away. away. Cause I could make it go away. Yeah. You know, and I, I I'd feel it later. It was good, but it was, that's the thing. It was going to come back. Oh, yeah. And I have spent, you know, my adult life, building that neural pathway that right. when shit feels really bad 
and I don't want to feel it. I know the antidote to fix that problem. Yeah. And it's not a healthy antidote. You know, no. it's, it's the sledgehammer to the side of the TV to try to fix the picture. Right. You know? And then you're left with a broken TV. Yeah. Then and, your fucking you know. TV's broke. <laughs> anyway, I was, I was proud of that moment. I felt good. I felt good in that space. I'm glad I had somewhat similar of a story to share. I thought that was kind of, yeah, cool. I think that's exactly it. It's, it's We're both just, just fumble fucking along, buddy. We're going to get there though. Yeah. Well, dude, I think, uh, I think we should probably wrap this up for the folks at home. Otherwise we'll lose them. Yeah. I think there was a, there was a good sesh. I like that. <laughs> A good, a, good sesh. Sesh with a, a good sesh with a sesh <laughs> oh you need to get a better camera i can't appreciate your pretty lips all right i can do that <laughs> why don't you buy it for me yeah hmm? sure yeah we'll put that in the budget yeah yeah let's uh you know, write that off as expense so, <laughs> just write it, write it off just write it off <laughs> write it off it's free <laughs> This is an inside joke. Uh, Sosh has been telling one of our friends for years, every time he wants it to buy him something, they should just write it off as if it doesn't actually cost any money if you write it off on your taxes. He's like, I still have to pay for it, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> you don't know how taxes work. You don't have taxes work, man. <laughs> All right. Much love, right, brother. Man. Thank you for joining me. I, I think that was that was really awesome. I'm excited to see uh, where we can I'm, get next I'm time. Glad to I'm glad we did it and uh we'll see see each other soon baby see each okay. other real soon all right much love brother Bye. peace out well folks that's it for today's episode hope you enjoyed it hope you learned something god knows we always do don't forget to subscribe so you can continue to follow along on this journey and please join us let's get better together or at the very least 10 percent less shitty remember you can follow us on twitter instagram and now clubhouse at True Brody Sattva. That's true, T-R-U. And don't forget to check in at our blog, thebrodysattva.com, to keep up to date on what's going on in our world. As always, this show is written by Enoch Daniel and Sosh Woodbine, and produced by me. And special thanks to Scott Holmes, who wrote our theme music. Until next time, keep working, keep seeking, and keep living that Brody Sattva life. Bye now.